Hello, and welcome to The Lovely Life with Trina McNeely. I'm going to help you learn to love your life, your everyday life, not the one you idealize from Instagram or the one that's on the other side of overwhelm, stress, and anxiety. I'm talking about the one you woke up to today. This is a podcast about learning to live better spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, no matter what you're going through. Living the lovely life doesn't mean that your life is devoid of pain and problems or that everything looks perfect. Quite the opposite. It's simply learning to find beauty in the midst of the mess and choosing to participate in your life even when it's not going your way. In this conversational and contemplative podcast, you can expect thoughtful interviews, faith-filled encouragement, and practical tips to help you create space for peace and joy today. So listen in, friend, because together, we're going to learn how to make our everyday a little easier, more meaningful, and truly beautiful. Hi, friends. Welcome to The Lovely Life. I'm super excited about today's episode because it's the first episode where I'm featuring an everyday guest. And by everyday guest, I mean someone from my everyday life. Today, that happens to be my one and only sister, Amy. Amy and I are very different and a lot alike. I brought Amy on today because I want to discuss the stories that we tell ourselves. Do you have a story that is on repeat in your mind? One that plays over and over, maybe subconsciously? Well, I do, and so does Amy, and we discovered a few months ago that we have the same story playing. So we're going to tell you what that is and what we're doing about it. Amy gets pretty vulnerable sharing about her life, and I think you're really going to enjoy and be encouraged by her heart and her vulnerability. So listen in. Amy, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Trina. Hi, Amy. This is really fun because, well, we talk on the phone almost every day, right? Yeah, almost. Almost. Well, I try to call you a lot and then I get your really annoying voicemail. Not true. I call you a lot and you're like, I can't talk. I have four kids. (laughs) I don't always say that. I just tell you something that I'm doing with one of the four kids, but... Anyways, this is fun because it feels like we're playing, like I've created some business like I used to do when we were kids and like the news broadcast system that I set up for us and I made you, I don't know what your job was, but I was the anchor woman. (laughs) Do you remember? I do remember. I think you ruined it because you ran in the background with the dog and started dancing and I had it all scripted out and I was not happy about it. And I think that's all caught on video. Probably. Yeah. So Amy, will you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? I'll let you say a bit and then I might say a few things about you too. Yeah. My name is Amy, like she already told you, and I'm Trina's younger sister. And so that means I'm 38, which is (laughs) pretty much 40, which is kind of scary. But I live in Colorado and I moved here about six years ago. Me and Trina are both from the Chicagoland area. And I'm an artist 
and and a filmmaker and um and a writer. So I moved out here because which was very hard. It was very hard to move away from my family and my friends. I was in a pretty destructive relationship. I was pretty deep into addictions just with different drugs and prescription drugs because I needed I I used to have to take prescription drugs and then also with alcohol. And my family was falling apart. So I just really needed to move. I mean, I knew I was not going to get out of that mess uh, unless I kind of got away from everything. So I moved to Colorado here by Colorado Springs. And now I work for a company that really focuses on mind renewal and I'm a branding coach for them. So they help people kind of launch into their purpose and I help them come up with a look. So, I mean, me and Trina kind of do some of the same things. We can really, you know, easily spot people's you know, design stuff that people are trying to execute. And then I work for another company just doing office work. But I just really believe in the company. So I kind of just want to be a part of it. And I just got a dog, which I'm very excited about. I am falling in love with the dog so much. I want to eat them. That's <laughs> what I've been thinking lately. I'm like, what am I going to do? I just want to eat this dog. So bad. like, not really. I don't really want to eat the dog, guys. But, it's like how we say about babies. Right. And then I feel like, wow, yeah, I don't have a baby. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even understand what people are feeling about their human babies. Because I'm feeling pretty tense about this dog baby. Okay. Well, tell everyone what the dog's name is and the breed. The dog's name is Copper and it is a Saint Burdoodle. And can I just tell my story really quick how I got him? Sure. This is really cool. Okay. So he is a trained, (laughs) (laughs) he's a trained service dog. And he did fail his test though. He failed his test because he's uncomfortable and nervous in the car. Apparently that's what they said. And that is one of the places where I would need him is in the car. And uh, because me and my mother have been talking for a while about how great it would be to get a service dog, you know, but they're very expensive. Well, tell them why you might need a service dog. Oh, and I would need a service dog because um, I, I struggle with narcolepsy, which is a sleeping disorder where you fall asleep randomly. And that's just one of the things. So service dogs can help you with that and a few other symptoms. So one day, my mom, out of nowhere, just texts me. Um, well, let me, sorry, let me rewind. This lady prayed for me. She had gotten uh, healed from sleeping issues she had had her whole life. And so I was like, oh, can you please pray for me? Because I've had this sleeping issue my whole life. And it's really been a, a big issue for me. So she prayed for me. First thing she said to me was, you have a copper deficiency. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then the next morning, my mom starts texting me pictures of this dog. And she's like, Amy, I found the perfect dog for you. It's a train service dog. And his name is Copper. So (laughs) I feel like the dog is from God to me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I just got this dog. And he's pretty much my whole life. And Mm -hmm. that's me right now. That's Amy. That's awesome. Well, you just just put a lot on the table. It is. Which I'm really glad about. Because you are so authentic and open and transparent, and that's you in real life. And so, you know, I've talked about wanting to have you on more than one time. So we're going to unpack some of those things because addiction has impacted our family a lot, right? And it's something that affects almost everybody. It's just not everybody talks about it. And so that's one of the things I definitely want to talk about with experts, with everyday people and help people 
that maybe they aren't the addict, but a loved one is. And how do we navigate that? But anyway, so we'll talk about that. And I also want to talk about narcolepsy a little bit more in detail on another podcast because it's something that people deal with. It's actually autoimmune disease, right, Amy? Yep. And it's very debilitating. And we all have this really um, distinct imagery of what that looks like because of comedies. And that's not necessarily the case, but we'll, we'll talk about that on another episode or as we get into it today. But thank you for going there and sharing because this is about real life. Mm-hmm. And just like Amy said, I want to reiterate, she is such an artist. She is the creative one in our family. I never thought I was creative until Amy started telling me I was creative. I was always playing business and bossing people around and coming up with ideas and writing. And <laughs> and Amy helped me realize that the writing was creative. My ideas were creative. And she's the one though, that will literally paint all over her walls, um, almost to the point of destruction, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> so she's really taught me a lot, called out a lot in me. And I just look up to her, even though she's my little sister. So I'm so proud of her and the work that she's done internally in her life in the past few years to become healthier emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And it's been such a process, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. And every we, day. Every day. And we we talk a lot about that in our family. Things kind of turned upside down, kind of fell apart from the way that it always had been. And so all of us are kind of on a unique and some of us similar, some of us not journey of becoming whole. And you and I, when we talk, kind of find that we're on a similar path, even though we're so different and sometimes similar patterns. I don't know if patterns the right word, but just like we call them clues. Right. We really feel like God is, since we surrendered to this, Mm -hmm. you know, really first first big thing, acknowledge that there's serious problems mm-hmm. within our family and with us. And we want it to be the stopping point. Yeah. And so, so we surrender that to God and it really seems like God is taking us on the same path, but in our own unique way. And we'll both meet up and be like, wow, he's really teaching me this. And it's like, oh my gosh, he's been saying that to me. And it's the same yeah. thing, but in a Trina way and in the Amy way. Totally. So Today, what I want to talk about, because in our regular everyday life conversation, I had brought up to you this storyline that is always going on in my head, like a record player, like a recording, and I'm so used to it. I don't even notice it. And then one day I was like, wait a minute, why is this my, because it'll come out of my mouth too. It's not just in my mind, like it comes out of my mouth as a response Two hard things. And when one day when it came out of my mouth, I'm like, wait a minute, why did I just say that to this? Like, that doesn't even make sense. And I noticed how much I was, you know, was going on subconsciously and how much it was coming out of my mouth. And I brought it up to you. And then you said, yeah, that's weird because I'm noticing the same thing. And then we started talking about how actually it's a lot in our family. <laughs> like, so I'm going to say what it is. 
so that it makes more sense. But one storyline that is in my head, a script, a narrative is that I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just so tired Mm -hmm. and I'm not a high energy person by nature. Like, I don't think anyone in our family really is. And I know that might be debatable for some people, but we've got some friends, right, Amy? Oh yeah. That are like super, they're like Leslie Nope. Okay. They have just without, what did Leslie always eat? Pancakes? Like without all the sugar? Waffles. 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 With uh, whipped cream. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're like Leslie without the waffles and whipped cream. And and I'm just not like that. I'm not. And that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that, with understanding. It's actually helpful to know, like, I'm not a super high energy person. I can go, 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 but then I need a day of rest or an introvert day or whatever else to regroup, regather, recalibrate, and then go again. Like that's wisdom to know that. Mm-hmm. But when I'm constantly like any challenge or everyday task that I get overwhelmed with, I'm just like, when it comes out of your mouth, I'm so tired. I'm just so tired. Then that's not really healthy or helpful. And I wanted to get to the root of where that came from. So Amy, talk a little bit about how you became aware of that same storyline. Well, you know, that specific thing that is something that me and Trina are always talking about is the stories that we're telling ourselves. It's very powerful to realize that you're doing that. But that specific storyline is a massive deal to me because of the narcolepsy stuff. Mm-hmm. So I somehow, when I was younger, really took to that line, like hook and sinker. And I swallowed it and I just ran with it really hardcore. So now I, I do legitimately get so tired that I, I have to go to sleep at some certain points throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um but there is just, there is this overall familial, you know, feeling that is in, I can feel it when I go home to Chicago, even I start hanging around with my family. There's the narcolepsy that I deal with, but then there's just kind of this like overall kind of humming or buzzing that is just like something semi-hard comes up. It could not even be a very hard thing to deal with, you know? Right. And the automatic response is I'm just, I'm so tired, you know? And yeah, me and Trina both kind of started saying that, saying that around the same time, it was actually kind of creepy, but I think that was God, you know, showing us that and revealing to us that, but the truth is that we're not actually tired because we have the mind of Christ and he's not tired. Right. And Um, so, I mean, there's different, there's different types of tired, obviously there's physical and there's emotional and there's mental fatigue. I think baseline physically, (laughs) like we said, we're not super high energy people, but a lot of it is very emotional and mental. Our family's been through a lot in the past 10 years and everything has been a big deal and like some pretty big deals. But somehow I think what happened is then it morphs down to everyday things that should not be a big deal. Right. And that's when I started to really notice this is watching other people handle things that were (laughs) everyday (laughs) tasks. Oh my gosh, that's so true. It's like I kind of got just beyond the fog. um, It's total crazy. And then I'd be like, 
really they seem to be fine with this they seem to be fine they can juggle these you know three things together and they're managing just fine but when it's something like the dishwasher didn't get started and i thought it did and i'm ready to have a meltdown and then then it turns physical after it's right. mental and emotional and i just think I can't do it, you know, then about to totally lose it over something like the dishwasher or somebody forgot something at school and I have to take it there, but then how am I going to get the other stuff done? And I waste so much emotional energy being tired about it and upset about it that I make myself more tired. It's just really kind of crazy, but I always say paying attention precedes change. So when we can become aware of some of those things, and that's why I want you listeners to really start to pay attention to the narratives in your mind. There's probably more than one. I definitely have more than one, but start paying attention to those so that you can unpack them. Where did that come from? Where did it begin? Why am I saying this? Because there's something. Great exercise you could do. Sorry to interrupt you, but right when you get up in the morning, Mm -hmm sit down and just start writing out, just let yourself write and don't really think about what you're writing. And within a few sentences or at least half of the page, a really specific narrative is going to start forming. Mm -hmm. And it pretty much addresses all the areas of your life, what you really believe and think. And you'll see your story right there. Mm -hmm. And it'll never feel good. You know, it's always a sad story. (laughs) Always sad. It's always very emotional. And really what the tired thing does and I think all of our stories is it, it, it pushes you down to where you feel like you're you're a victim, yeah, and you have no power. And then you're like, well, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm tired, so I can't do anything about this, anyways. And then your story is like, yeah, you can't because this and this and this and this. And look at this life experience; it proves this. But that's a good way if you're like, well, I don't really know what my story is. Mm-hmm. You're literally listening to it all day, every day. Yeah. And, uh, a good time to catch it is in the morning and just sit down and write and it'll come out and you'll see it. That's really good, Amy. Thanks for sharing that. So practical. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. When you do read it, don't judge it. Yeah. Don't that's judge important. yourself and don't judge it. Cause that's the first step to starting to watch yourself. Think about this throughout the day. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same as meditating. If you meditate and a thought comes up, you're not supposed to judge those thoughts. It's, you know, it's the same thing. Cause then it somehow the story comes in through the back door without you knowing it. If you mm-hmm. start judging it. Mm-hmm. So this is a little tidbit that I learned. Right. That's good. So tell us in your, in your everyday, how are you working to overcome that specific narrative now that you're aware? And even though you have an actual disability that chemically makes you tired and it makes it very difficult for you to function. And yet you're still working to change that narrative because you don't want that to be the story of your life. You don't want that to be what guides and makes decisions for you. So what does that look like for you? Oh, what a what it looks like for me is currently, it seems to be changing quite all the time, mm-hmm. depending on the level of my cooperation with God. Mm-hmm. So right now it's 
looking like me learning how to love myself. So it's not so much. I spent a decade, mm-hmm. which my, in my twenties, doing all different types of things: therapy, going to Bible school, going to conferences. I mean, you name it. Trying to receive healing for it because mm-hmm. I believe in healing from the Bible and from Jesus. But now it's looking like acceptance, which can be a little confusing because sometimes that feels like, oh, you're saying that's okay, you know? But it looks like acceptance and mainly me learning how to love myself, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, a whole other, we do a whole series on that. Yeah, as you are, where you are, not... Right, exactly where your life is at itself. right now. And yeah, with something like narcolepsy, your life is never... Mm-hmm look in the way that you kind of imagined it would look, which I know is kind of the story for everybody when they were little. Fast forward to when they're 30, you're like, I didn't know life was going to be like this. <laughs> so yeah, so right now it looks like me loving myself and accepting myself. Yeah. That's really good. So how are you, how are you practically working practically. on yourself? Like what does um, that look like? That looks like... Probably a practical way of me of me doing it. I'm not doing great at it, honestly, but I guess we always could be doing better, but I don't feel like I'm doing great at it. But so a practical way that would look like is me maybe having a scripture. I'm, I'm really, really trying to stay in Song of Solomon right now, which is a very mm-hmm. lovey-dovey book. Yeah. And me letting the Lord make that scripture come alive to me. So I'll have a thought come up and... Mm-hmm. Was part of the story. It's a, a line straight out of my story. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord would be like, no, that's not, you know, that's not true. And that's what I've been doing for a while. But mm-hmm. lately, just in the past two weeks, I've kind of flipped the script and tried something different, which mm-hmm. is instead of going thought by thought, which can be exhausting, you know, yeah. kind of trying to take thought captive, each thought by each thought. Right. I've just been like, hey, I'm done with this whole thing. This whole thing of not loving myself and being upset with where I'm at, which makes me tired. You know, it triggers that I'm tired thing in me. I've just been like, I'm just done with this whole story. This is kind of so like an overview, like, oh, here's the script. I'm literally holding the script. I'm just done with it. I'm throwing it out. I'm going with this new story. Instead of going line by line or thought by thought. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's making things move a little quicker, but I've only been doing that for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And Does I that think, make sense? Yeah, totally. And I think what makes us tired is that we're battling, which has to do with acceptance. I love this quote that says, acceptance is not always having to do battle with yourself. So it's like you talked about acceptance and sometimes it's having to accept where you are, accept yourself as you are and stop fighting yourself and fighting your life that might not be going the way that you planned or the way that you want it to, or you not being the person that you think you would like to be, but to stop battling. Cause that's, that's, what's exhausting is when we're just unhappy and fighting everything. Even if it's not like this intentional battle, it's, it's almost like a subconscious thing where you're just kind of not accepting. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Yep. I want to bring up, you brought up Song of Solomon and I love that. I love it in the passion translation. And that's helped me a lot in my journey to love myself. It sounds weird to say, <laughs> but, but to see myself more the way that Christ sees me. But I shared this in, in my book in chapter 27, <laughs> but the, there's a passage in Song of Solomon 
one five. And in the Song of Solomon, it's the bride, right, Amy? The yes. Jumalite woman. Yep. I've said that right. And then really the groom is to represent Jesus. But she's kind of going back and forth and saying all these things that are wrong with her. She actually says, I'm so unworthy, so in need. And the response is always, yet you are so lovely. She says, I feel as dark and dry as the desert tents of the wandering nomads. Yet you are so lovely. That's his response to her. Yeah, that's his response to us. This changes everything when we allow him to tell us what he sees, right? right? And then it says later, let me tell you how I see you, my dearest darling. You are so lovely. You are beauty itself to me. Yes. And to accept that when you're not feeling great about yourself, that's hard to do, but that's what begins to shift things is to believe while you're unworthy in need or as dark as the desert that God sees you as beauty itself. Right. Kind of is mind blowing, right? It is. Yeah. And that really is the, the core and that's everything right there. If you can receive his love, no matter what is going on in your life and where you're at and what you're dealing with, if you can let him love you Mm -hmm. and you know what, (laughs) he's really set everything up for us because you can't even do that on your own. Mm -hmm. He'll literally give you grace to be able to receive his love. Right. So all you have to do is just ask for that grace. And I believe it's a specific grace because it's a specific battle against us to hate ourselves. Mm. Self-hatred is a huge issue. And so if you ask for that grace, he'll give you the grace for you to have that courage to be vulnerable with him and let him love you. And it's his love Mm -hmm. that heals you and, and really starts this whole process and keeps it going. Right. And if Jesus is the light, then the light reveals any darkness. The light reveals what's really there, who we really are. And it burns away what's not supposed to be there. Yes. And even that burning, I mean, I'm going to get a little excited now if we start talking about this, <laughs> but like even that burning, God's fire is his passion. I mean, me and Trina grew up in a pretty uh, strict Christian home. I always learned that the fire of God is, is judgment. It's his wrath and it has to do with hell and all that stuff. That's not true. The fire of, and there's like, I think four adjectives or four things that, that is used in, in the Bible to describe God. It's light. He's light. Mm-hmm. fire, love. And I forgot the other one. I should know that. But but the fire is his passion for you. It mm-hmm. is in Song of Solomon, the most vehement flame. And it's a flame of passion. And so it's not a flame of judgment. So it does burn away, but it's him loving you that burns away that stuff. So it's, it's very different than a lot of, I think a lot of us uh, grew up with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's refining. Part of that process is kind of what we're talking about, like paying attention and letting him point out. It's always kind of going on, like we said, in the subconscious, but it's really the Holy Spirit that can just at the right moment, at the right time when we're ready, pinpoint, listen, do you hear Do you hear what just came out of your mouth? Do you hear what's on autopilot playing over and over? That's what we're doing with this tired thing. For me, personally, practical ways that I'm trying to work through that without being super judgmental or throwing in the towel is to 
acknowledge it, continue to pay attention to acknowledge when I catch myself saying it and then to stop instead of just like going on this autopilot response of I'm so tired, which usually means if I'm honest, then I go over to the kitchen cabinet and, um, let's just be real and grab like a handful of chips or, or chocolate chips because right. I'm looking for energy because I've now given into this thought and I might physically be feeling it, but I'm looking right. for energy. So before I do that, <laughs> now but it's I'm, not just energy you're looking for. You're looking for comfort too. Yeah, it's true. It's, it it's all these different needs that need to be met and they're, and they're supposed to be met. Right. Because yeah. if you just feel like if somebody was right there with you, which usually it's me at the kitchen sink being like, oh, yeah. I'm so tired or in the car or whatever. But it's like, if somebody was sitting there with you and they just said, I'm, I'm sorry, you're tired. Or I see that you're working really hard. Yeah. Um, it'll be okay. You're going to make it through the rest of the day and blah, 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 blah. Like right. that would be everything. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah. yep. I have to look at it like Christ is right next to me. That's, yeah, that's the goal. Right. That's the goal. And he's like, you've got this. You don't have to quit. It's always just like, I'm just going to quit or just forget it. Just forget everything. Like throw everything out. With right. <laughs> of course I get done what I have to like feeding the kids, but then I'm like, Oh, forget it. But now instead of going from I'm tired to quitting, cause that's what it looks like for me not quitting everything, but quitting the day, basically. I am trying to not quit. I'm trying to say to myself, well, I usually try to say out loud, I'm, I'm not tired. I'm full of energy. When I'm weak, God is strong. God energizes tired bodies. That's why I say it. It's not because I'm trying to like be weird and, you know, just say something that's a lie. I'm speaking a truth from God's word, which is he energizes tired bodies. And when I'm weak, he's strong. So I'm trying to flip that script in an essence and change that narrative and reprogram myself. doesn't mean that I might not feel tired in my body, but I'm not going to let that have control of my life or my day. And then I try to just do the next thing right because we turn it in tired into then it's complete overwhelm and then to quitting right because right. it's like you spiral and it's like well then I gotta do this well I gotta pay the kids and I gotta pay the bills and and then I have to do this work and I, there's no way I can get it all done and I I spiral you do too it's a, that's also oh, a family oh, thing that might be another episode spiraling yeah. but I just try to not spiral now now it's like don't spiral and do the next thing and right. If I get the next thing done, great. Then I can do the next thing. And then if I get to a point where I have to stop because I am physically too tired, then I allow myself to do that without guilt. But I try not to do it in that moment when I'm about to spiral. So I don't want to go from I'm so tired to spiraling to quitting. I try to go from I'm so tired to interrupting that thought. Right. To doing one thing and then seeing really addressing what's really going on inside my head and body. And if I need a rest, then I take a rest and then I start over. Yeah, that's good. You know, and another thing that I've just been in terms of practical, what does this look like practically? I've been learning in my coaching program. I'm part of my own coaching program out here where I have a coach and we've been talking a lot about agreement. Mm -hmm. 
the power of agreement. And a lot of this stuff is like, well, I, I'm feeling tired right now or whatever it is that you're, you're believing or you're dealing with, but coming out of agreement with that. So like, let's, let's mm-hmm. say you've been agreeing with that for years. You might not even uh, realize you've been doing this. I think that's how a lot of the stuff works, but coming out of agreement with yeah. this. So, so literally saying with your mouth, I don't agree with this, this fact that I'm tired. Even if you're, you are legitimately tired, mm-hmm. like you're feeling symptoms in your body which would tell you, well, this is true. So why do I need to not agree with it? It's true. Mm-hmm. But actually you are extremely powerful. You're made in the image of God. You have all the power you need mm-hmm. and things are looking for your agreement. And that's where the power is. And so I've just been just in the past four or five days saying out loud to myself, things that I've been agreeing with my whole life. I've been mm-hmm. saying, you know what? I don't agree with this anymore. you don't have my agreement. I don't agree Mm -hmm. with the fact that I can't sleep well at night, which Mm -hmm. I have major nighttime sleep issues because that's part of this thing that goes along with narcolepsy. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though I'm I'm literally up, while I'm saying that, I'm up. And I know Joyce Meyer even talked about that when she was trying to quit smoking. If you read um, any of her books, that's part of her story. As she's smoking, she's like, I'm not a smoker. (laughs) (laughs) But it worked. I mean, there's power in that. So that's another practical way I've been trying to just recently started to kind of combat this stuff or this is a nice, it's a nice way. It's not like you're trying to argue with it. You can still accept it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I see what's going on. I accept this, but I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Cause that's where it gets a little confusing. Right. Well, this has been so fun to have a conversation with you for a yeah. podcast. <laughs> And I know we're going to do this again because we kind of dropped a lot into this 35 minutes or so that could go a lot of different directions. So I hope we can chat more about some of those things in the future. I hope that everyone feels really encouraged to know that wherever you're at, you do not have to be harsh or judge yourself, but to just really pay attention and to maybe listen to those storylines to do the kind of free writing Amy talked about and see what comes out. See if that's something that you are hearing a lot and share that with a friend or a family member and see if that resonates with them. And then maybe take one of the first steps of action in your every day. So I end every episode with a few questions to each guest about their everyday life. Uh-huh. Uh, so real quickly, rapid fire questions here. One thing that makes your life or your everyday easier? Right now, that would be my dog. Okay. Yeah. Copper. Copper. Um, he, yeah, he gives me energy. And I, I feel like I'm experiencing love, which is mm-hmm. very powerful. And what makes your life meaningful? it might be copper as well right? <laughs> and, and definitely definitely jesus i mean that's the the yeah jesus and my dog and what would you say is the number one thing that's helped you to make progress and maybe you already answered this earlier about learning to love yourself but sure. one thing that's helped you to make progress in either your spiritual physical mental or emotional health 
probably one of one of the number one things is just to not give up. Mm-hmm. Just don't stop. So obviously, like Trina said, you can stop for the day or a week mm-hmm. even, or, you know, I'm not saying don't ever take a break, but in your ambition and, and your desire, the desires of your heart, don't stop uh, going after wholeness mm-hmm. and healing. And also don't stop. This was one of the big things too, back when I was in my twenties and I was really struggling with addiction, but I was like in Bible school at the same time and it was just a mess. But I was continually putting myself in environments where the Holy Spirit was moving. Mm-hmm. So even if I would do it for months on end and nothing would happen, which can be mm-hmm. very discouraging. Just mm-hmm. keep going, keep going, keep going, mm-hmm. keep putting yourself around people that encourage you, not just encourage you, but like, you know, that love God. They're in touch with the Father's heart and they see you the way mm-hmm. uh, God sees you. So don't give up and mm-hmm. put yourself in environments that will help bring healing to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the words of Matthew McConaughey, just keep living. Just keep living. Hey. And we'll end with that. Thanks so much for being on today, Amy. Thanks, Trina. I love you. I love you guys. Love you. I'm Trina McNeely. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Lovely Life. If you love what you hear on this podcast and want other people to know that their everyday life can be beautiful and meaningful, then I want you to leave a five-star review and take a moment to subscribe to this podcast. Did you know that we have an online Lovely Life community? It's where we continue the discussion and cheer each other on. I want to personally invite you to join. Simply go to facebook.com slash groups slash lovely life community. For show notes and to subscribe to episode emails, visit trinamcneely.com slash podcast. Now I want to know what's making your everyday a little easier, more meaningful, and truly beautiful. Share with us all by using the hashtag LalaLovelyLife on social media. Until next time, friends, here's to leaving behind perfect and learning to live better. 